The following is brought to you by Andy Beach, Paul Boyer, Michael Bolick, and Will Harris. Welcome, everybody, to the Oakland Autonomous COVID Waiting Zone. I don't really have an acronym. If you guys have an acronym, hit me up on Twitter at Justin R. Young. Uh, I, I am in a, a motel here in Oakland, not, not but a few uh, blocks from my house because... I am getting a COVID test today because of what you are going to hear in this episode. I was in Tulsa over the weekend. Uh, what you are going to hear is basically the audio diary of the day. Going down, speaking with the folks in line, uh, then going to the Tulsa International Airport to view... The president coming in uh, to see whether or not he was going to come over and, and speak to the press there before the rally. And then we get a little bit into some of the organizational issues, the uh, attendance, which was not what the Trump campaign wanted it to be and became a bit of a media embarrassment for them. And you will hear in this episode why I think that some of that mockery is very much brought on themselves. Uh, and then there's a little bit of, uh, of, of, of some protest stuff at the end. I watched, well, we'll get to it. But if you want to hear me choke on pepper spray, uh, wait until the end of this episode. All right, let's go ahead and set the scene right now. Uh, uh, our journey begins as I make my way to the protest area on Saturday morning. Politics. All right, Saturday. It is about 11.34 a.m. Just in terms of the timeline, here's how it's going to go today. Uh, doors open at 3. Uh, so people can start going into the BOK Center. Uh, that is locked down by about a two-block radius. We have cops and Homeland Security folk here uh, to uh, secure the perimeter, as it were. Uh, I will be headed to the airport at 5. That is when Donald Trump lands. So if he has anything to say at the airport, we will be able to get that. And then, of course, the rally itself begins at 7, and I assume that's when Trump speaks, because if the other rally schedules have been any indication, there will be plenty of people that get up there and speak before Trump. I will say that the one thing that has exploded is the merch. So many merch stands. Like, summer festival level. This is... I mean, it's its own cottage industry. It is, it is a business for people to come out here and sell all sorts of Trump merch. No, no umbrella 
What, what's not allowed past here? Food, drinks, umbrellas. Food, drinks, umbrellas? Oh, gotcha. So I can I can come in with, with this? Is this fine? Yeah, as long as you have a pass. Okay. Uh, all right, gotcha. All right, so we are now in uh, handing out face masks here. I got a mask. Yep, thank you. There's a sign here that says, do not enter if you are sick or experiencing any symptoms of COVID-19. You understand the inherent risk of the exposure in any public place where people are present and that you voluntarily assume all risks related to exposure of COVID-19. And meeting us here at the end are people in purple gowns and blue face masks very color coordinated. How you doing? I have warning, thank you. You are good to go, head right on through. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, so I've been given a bracelet, and now I assume I'm gonna have to go through the metal detector. For the record, I walked down to the area where we were interviewing people on Friday. There is an open checkpoint there. At that point, as long as I had a media Thing around my neck I was able to walk through I then went to a health check for which I was given a uh, temperature a forehead contactless forehead temperature check from there I went to the uh, Secret Service checkpoint where standard looked through my bag wand me uh, a guy got sent back because he was trying to bring a knife, not like this, some idiot who would try to bring a weed vape. And now we're seeing a couple water stands for people. Uh, food trucks inside the area. I mean, this is not a rally. It is a festival. Far bigger in scope than the one I went to in Vegas. The one I went to in Vegas seemed like a very locked down presentation in a convention center. This is its own its own beast. It is like the infrastructure around this is really unlike any political event that I have ever seen. The big thing is here, we have just walked effectively kind of two city blocks from the point in which we first got through the checkpoint and we have yet to really even see the big crowds and those are crowds that will not get in to the facility for another three hours so they are effectively just outside waiting for another three hours We are here in the Trump line. We're going to speak to some folks that are waiting. They are still hours away from getting into this uh, BOK Center and uh, several hours after that from seeing President Trump. But that has not stopped the party as live music is being played. Let's go talk to people. Awesome, man. What's your name? David. Yours? Huck. 
Where'd you guys come from? Tulsa. Tulsa? Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow. So yeah, so local. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is this your first Trump rally? Yeah. Are you excited? Yes. Yes. What made you want to come to this one? Because this is like a little, uh, I mean, obviously it's it's the first of the campaign season, the general election campaign season, but also there's a lot going on in the world. People might, might be hesitant to come do it. What made you guys want to do it? Got to support Trump. <laughs> Got to support our president. Do you feel like you, you don't see that in the media or? Definitely, definitely. All the fake news, yes. <laughs> CNN, CNN's fake news. When you see the media covering this, is there a thing that you wish that they would highlight more than they do now? That they, or, or an element that they distort of this particular situation? The, the COVID-19 hoax. <laughs> the COVID-19 hoax, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. The, the fact that that has become a major talking point here, that COVID-19 could spread here, or that it's dangerous to have this, you think that's nonsense? Uh, I think as long as people are, are not sick and they come to the rally, everything, everything should be okay, which they're doing great testing at the doors. Yeah. You know, they're checking everybody to make sure that they're not having fevers or whatnot or showing symptoms, but yeah. Uh, and so you think you you guys feel comfortable with the with the, the 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 temperature check out front? You think that's that's uh, that's fine for you guys to feel comfortable in here? Yes, sir. With this situation, you you don't think that there's going to be any kind of uh, larger outbreak or or whatever? No more so than they've had with all the other protests that are going on right now across the country. That's actually say, a few people have brought that up, and I do think that it's it's an interesting idea because if there hadn't been protests. Do you think that people would feel different about coming out to something like this, but having seen the protests out there with people out in the streets for two weeks, that maybe there's more of a, oh, okay, well, I guess everyone's leaving their house for a reason that they feel you know, powerful about, then I'm gonna leave my house for something like that. Do you think that that? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, I, I believe that's. That definitely played a big part in it, I think, for people showing up today is the fact that the, the protest, there's no temperature checks, there's no people handing out masks or anything else. Here, they're checking your temperature, handing you a mask before you ever get to the door. And checking people for weapons, making sure this is a safe place. Big difference. Yeah. I saw an old man, he wasn't able to bring in his knife. He had to walk his knife back to his uh, back to his car. Although, to be fair, that was kind of a dumb, dumb move. Like, why, why are you going to try and bring a knife past the Secret why Service? Why are you bringing a knife to a protest, <laughs> right? It's yeah. a peaceful protest. How would you describe the crowd that's gathered here three hours before you guys are allowed to be let in and seven hours before Trump comes on? It's, it's, it's fairly quiet. It's calm. A little bit, you know, you can feel a little excitement going on. I mean, yeah. Like, all right, she's being facetious. There's like a gigantic line. It's it's. It's basically a summer music festival. They have a, a band playing. There's uh, food trucks out here. This is. Have you guys gone to other political rallies in the past? No, that's a, this is a kind of a once in a lifetime thing because it's here. We live here and we both love Trump. So, so this is this is the moment to do it. So you never you never would have thought about going to another even a candidate that you supported. You wouldn't have thought to go out to candidate, not a not a state candidate. I mean. We got better things to do. We vote. We vote. Yeah. But you know, as far as giving our time and coming down and seeing somebody live, uh, Trump puts on a good show. He has other people come in and do things and bands. And, and we support Trump. We're here for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the big question that that all of my listeners have, because they sent me here to come cover this, is whether or not you're worried about the COVID stuff. Uh, is there any anxiety at all? 
No, we we're both essential workers. We've been in through the the whole thing and um, in the public. So no, we're not concerned about it at all. Do you think you're going to see a lot of masks in there, or, or, or not a lot of masks? I think I think yes. And once we get inside, yes. Yeah. I think outside, not not as much. Just part partially because the heat. What's your name? Linda. Linda, where are you coming from? I live here in Tulsa. In Tulsa? Uh-huh. Is this your first Trump rally? Yes, it is. Have you been to any other political rally before in your life? I never even voted in my life until I voted for Trump. You never voted? At all? At all. I, I mean, have you been to, would you consider yourself a political person? No, I'm not. I just, I got sick of the way that things were going whenever Trump was running for president and I, I wanted a change, so I voted for Trump. Was there like a moment, like like a moment that you remember, like either watching him speak or whatever, you're like, this is it. I, I gotta get on this train. I gotta vote for this guy. Yeah, I think at the time when Ferguson was going on and we were seeing a lot of uh, disruption, um, he seemed like he was really for our military and really for our police. And I, I really liked that. So now obviously we're seeing similar situations with demonstrations and a lot of comment about police reform. As somebody who voted for Trump because he was standing up for the police, do you think that the police need to be reformed? I think that I think that changes could be made. I, I know there's a big cry for police departments to be defunded, and I don't think that's the answer. Um, I, I think I think some change could happen, but I think that we still need to support our police officers. I mean, yeah, there's some bad apples out there, but overall. Our police officers are watching out for us and trying to protect us. And and you believe that Trump will continue on that track, even if he signs a police reform law or anything like that. Yeah, I think he can. I think he can still support police officers and still reform. I, I mean, I think that the two kind of go hand in hand. But yeah, he's he's always advocated for police officers, and I believe that he will continue to do so. What's your name? My name's Chris. Chris, uh, uh, you are out here on a balmy 78 degree afternoon, three hours before you can get into the building to line up for the Donald Trump rally. Uh, is this your first Trump rally? Yes, sir. Uh, you're wearing a Space Force shirt. Uh, this is the first one I've seen so far here today. I assume I'll see many more. Uh, why do you think Space Force became such a popular rallying cry with uh, uh, folks who are supportive of the president? I think it's because it's another branch of the military. We haven't ha had one since the Air Force in 1947. So that and also the aspect of, you know, with cyber warfare now, that's such a big thing that we're fighting against now. It's not really on the battlefield, it's on the internet. Yeah. So I think that's a big reason. And you think securing satellite links and GPS stuff is, yeah, is important? So Very much so. It's also fun to say, right? Yes, Space, space Force. <laughs> just, you just kind of want to keep saying it. Yeah. Uh, what's your name? My name is Brendan. Brendan, are you from uh, local here to Tulsa, or did you come in from out of town? Just north of Topeka, Kansas. Okay, so how long of a drive is that? Uh, about four and a half hours one way. Oh, wow. So, so that's, a, that's a hike. Yes, that's, that's a sacrifice. Through the loneliness of the stretch between Topeka and the border, there's just nothing but the rolling hills and the occasional town. Why are you here this early in this weather? Because I believe firmly that our president needs all the support that he can get at this very trying time, both with uh, both for his own morale and for, well, to show the uh, 
show the protesters, the rioters, Black Lives Matter, the Antifa, the communists, that we are the silent majority. We will not be silenced. And I know that there are, my family wanted to be here today too, adding to however many hundreds of thousands end up showing up today. But showing my support for this president today means everything to me. I looked forward to this for ever since the rally was announced. And I dreamt of it last night. I actually didn't get a whole lot of sleep because I was so excited. You were like jacked up. You had a lot of adrenaline. I was totally a, a lot of adrenaline. I had to put on some music and just let it run all night last night. What was the music? Um, it was uh, Jeremy Soul, just some uh, video game soundtrack. From oh, a video game soundtrack. Soundtrack, yeah. Some chip tunes uh, to lull you to sleep. Yes, pretty much. Oh, look at that. But but uh, but you said before the uh, the idea that there is the media is uh, uh, covering and there is so much uh, conversation about the protests is part of the reason why you want to show that there is support for Donald Trump. Definitely, definitely. And I came under very uh, personal attack uh, yesterday evening, uh, commenting on YouTube of all places, but who's really surprised, um, commenting to a news video that was uh, posted uh, Thursday morning, I believe it was. On, on the rally and the people, you know, hanging out and all So that. You, you post on the video and... I posted on the video. I came under a very personal attack. Um, my wife intervened and she came under extreme attack as well. Um, it just solidified my decision. Yeah. If I needed any more solidifying to know that what I was doing was the right thing to do today, um, that really... That really did it. That put you over the top. Definitely put me over the top, yes. Getting into a, 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 the, the, the flame war that is YouTube comments. In a way, yes. Do you think you're going to see a lot of masks in there? Possibly. Possibly. I think uh, not wearing a mask is a, how can I say this nicely, a middle finger to <laughs> the left and to the media. That's why I'm not going to wear one. Um, but to those who want to wear one for their own protection, you know, fine. I'm, I'm not condemning anybody. Okay, so this is, I, I really, really want to talk to you about this because it's something that I, I think is really unfortunate okay. that, that the mask stuff has become politicized and I can understand your perspective sure. that like, okay, well, if it is politicized, it's not like you woke up and decided to flip the switch and say, now this is politicized. Right. But if you are living in a world in which it is, mm -hmm. then you want to tweak your enemies any way you can and this is going to be the way to do it. But it's, doesn't it kind of suck that like a health thing during a pandemic got politicized? Yes, yes, it does. It does. Um, a hijacking of a, you know, what could be and, and you know, I could go either way, but what could be a very good thing beneficial to people's health, it does suck. What's your name? Uh, Stephen Bear. Stephen, where'd you come from? Uh, Kansas City. How long of a drive is that? Uh, it's about three hours. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, uh, yeah, it's not bad. But that's, you know, you don't get drive three hours every day, right? No, no, no. I got a limo, man. So we're back uh, sitting in the back of 27 feet of winning. <laughs> so, so you have a limo. You, you, yeah. you drove out here in a limo. Yeah, yeah, that's my limo. Oh, yeah, you right. drove the limo. What's your name? Amy McLeod. And you guys came out here in from, Kansas from Kansas City in 27 feet of winning. Yeah, four bones on a hundred spokes, twisted steel, and sex appeal. <laughs> uh, all right, so have you been to a Trump rally before? Yeah, this will be my sixth. My second. I went to Iowa. I've heard from a few people that because of the, the, the protests and the riots, that that was like their final straw to come out here. 
because they felt that they needed to show support for President Trump. Do you think that that's part of the reason why we're going to see the crowd that we do? Well, yeah, man. I mean, only stupid people look at color and race. You know what I mean? And protesting the same people that they just got done voting for. And they'll vote for again and again and again. It's a broken record of stupidity, and it's time to put them out. So you're saying protesters in Democrat-run states and cities? Uh, I mean, these are the people that rigged an election, rigged an investigation, and rigged an impeachment process against the American people and lost all three. They can't even cheat and win anymore. And now they're throwing an octogenarian struggling with dementia, trying to hide liquor on his breath, dealing with a son who just got a stripper pregnant down in Arkansas, cheating on his dead brother's wife at us. Like, that's their bright idea. We just got done firing him. You know what I mean? I think technically Hunter got her pregnant in D.C., but well, but then she went down to Arkansas. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to fact check I, you I here, no but I am the media. Folks, the only reason why this episode is happening is because of you guys. Honestly, there is a connection here on this content that I have never seen in my podcasting career. You value having a, a eyes and ears and whatever reporting instinct I bring live on the scene for these events. These events that get dissected and cut up. You know, it is so funny. I, I get it. I get why you want it. I get why you guys are going to TakePoliticsSeriously.com and you are supporting this financially. Because when I'm in Tulsa and I'm flipping back and forth between Fox News and MSNBC and I am seeing two different realities on both of those channels, either of which match up with what I am seeing in person, I get it. I get it. I get it. And I'm happy, happy to do it. Even if I have to be here in my COVID hideout bubble, uh, I am I am happy that you guys are enjoying it. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Support this show. Support uh, uh, me being out there in the field covering the stuff that you want to see uh, uh, covered from somebody that you trust. And uh, I am, I'm thrilled to have your trust, and I'm thrilled to go out there and do it. A reminder... Uh, $3 Club members get two bonus episodes each week. Uh, uh, this week's a little different. They're going to get the bonus episodes on Tuesday and Thursday, uh, as this is going out in the main feed on Monday. Uh, but there we go. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Politics. So it's at this point that I headed out with Kevin Ryan, uh, a feature writer extraordinaire, to go and uh, we, we had a, a media availability that we were credentialed for to go watch Air Force One come in. It was a unique experience. What we don't really talk about so much in, in the audio you're about to hear is some of the process you have to go through. So we had to meet with the, uh, the, the White House medical team to make sure that we got our... our uh, Temperatures checked, and I'll give you a little behind-the-scenes scoop. Brian and I were the only people with in the media with masks that were waiting before we got inside this little holding area. None of the media wear masks outside. 
I feel like that's a thing. Like a lot of the protesters weren't wearing masks outside, said they were gonna wear masks inside. I'm just saying nobody in the media was wearing a mask outside, except for me and Kevin Ryan. And as it turns out, it's largely because our wives would roundhouse kick our, our heads off of our shoulders. But that is the scene. We are now here at the Tulsa International Airport. We are here at the Tulsa International Airport. We are waiting for Donald Trump to arrive. It is currently about five o'clock in the afternoon and 5.30 is his arrival time, but it does give us time to speak to one of our favorite people, Kevin Ryan. Kevin, how you doing? Good, man. It's a little uh, a little toasty out here. Yeah, no It's about 86, <laughs> so we are, we are getting, this is probably about as hot as it's gonna get today, but yeah. it is certainly every inch of it right now. So, so far we've done, we got here like four. Yeah. Temperature checks, uh, kind of hung out in uh, a hangar for a little bit. And now we're out on the tarmac. Um, I think Air that's Force Air Force Two. Two. Okay. If it ain't Air Force Two, it's another, it's a, uh, I don't know who knows the lineage of uh, government planes, but yeah. it's, it is a plane that looks like Air Force One that is almost certainly not Air Force One because yeah, we're waiting for Air Force One. For sure. Um, we've got, let me, let me see how media, media we have here. It's mostly local media. Uh, we've got what, eight cameras here, a lot of Secret Service. I saw the Beast over there. Yep, we yep. That's the Beast. Uh, a couple snipers, dudes with uh, sniper rifles. This is what it looks like when the president comes to town. Yeah, you can, I mean, you can really feel that. Like, as if we didn't know already, yeah. uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty obvious. It's a pretty cool, um, pretty cool experience. Now, you only uh, took a little uh, a tour downtown in your car, right? Yes, I didn't dive in like you did. I mean, you haven't dove in <laughs> yet. Uh, by the way, the, the, the rally is happening now. People got in at three, so now there has been two hours. Apparently, Eric Trump has already gotten on stage and, t and spoken. Uh, the My Pillow guy is there. Oh, I see via social media, Mike Lindell, the one and only. Um, but we are here waiting for Trump. We don't know whether or not he's gonna say anything. Yeah, we're not sure if he's gonna stop to the media. It looked like looks like he he spoke with media before he got on the plane to come here. Yeah. So he might not. He might kind of breeze past this. And I guess they're, what, 20 minutes behind schedule? No, 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 the back on schedule. Or the back on schedule? Yeah, it was gonna be 5.50, now it's 5.30 because they found some time in the air somewhere. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what do you expect? Oh, I've never done this before. I don't even know what to expect. I mean, I, the, the, the social media, so the, this is all right, in the mind of us here in this little pen. Yeah. Uh, the one piece of news that seems to be kind of complicated, even with Trump's statements on his, on on the way here, the, the the big thing is the firing of a, uh, a attorney, a state's attorney in the Southern District of New York. Uh, Bob Barr, the Attorney General, said he was fired last night. The dude said today, this morning, that he doesn't that Bob Barr doesn't have the authority to fire him. So Bob Barr says, okay, well, I'm going to go to the president and the president's going to agree to fire you. And the president today said, that's not my thing. That's Bob Barr's thing. So the only thing I could guess is if he had a definitive statement on that, maybe he gives that yeah. here, uh, or, you know, cause I don't know that that isn't exactly rally material. 
Yeah, he, he's he's gonna be in rally mode, which is uh, basically like Godzilla, right before Godzilla feasts on a building or something like that. <laughs> uh, so, and this is like him after a break. Like rallies are uh, what what kind of animate him. So we'll I'll be interesting to see what he looks like just strolling off the plane. I will say he's got the crowd. Like I mean, like like from from what I saw earlier, but yeah, I mean he's he's I mean he's got to be watching it now live on the plane, right? Yeah, he he always watches Fox. He also makes the media on the plane watch Fox. Yeah. Like he tunes all the TVs to Fox on the whole plane. I guess it could be one America. That's <laughs> so you know, take what you can get. You know that'd be interesting if he rolled up. And also, it is a free plane ride. Exactly. Like, so, like, I mean, yeah. it is his plan. He That's could probably fine. decide whatever he wants to watch. It's his call. Yeah, he can put on Jumanji if he wants. Exactly. Uh, wouldn't that be funny if he rolled up wearing a, a One America News Network uh, shirt? I would not be shocked. <laughs> I did see InfoWars was outside of the Trump rally. No way. Okay. Yeah, they had a little, like, uh, uh, like table and tent thing uh and they had like some kind of amplification and so they were just like you know doing info war stuff it, it's one of the dudes i've seen in the past but not not alex jones alex was not there uh, he's hanging out in austin um so this this is interesting for me because i've been to a lot of trump rallies this is the first time it's happening in in my hometown yeah you are you are a tulsa local and you did you grow up in tulsa i grew yeah i grew up in a suburb of tulsa called sand springs which is like 20 minutes away. So this is your stomping grounds. Yeah, this is this is my home. I mean, and it's uh, my actual home is you know four minutes away. Oh yeah, no, you can see the BOK Center from your backyard. Yeah, it's like it, which is it's so weird. It's just a uh, it's something I'm trying to grapple with all of this. You know, seeing I've flown out of this airport so many times, seeing Air Force Two here and waiting for Air Force One and Trump about to. Just, Step, step foot on the tarmac, man. I mean, I feel safe in saying that obviously there is going to be a lot of opinions on whether or not this thing should have happened. Yeah. But the event itself will be enjoyed by the people that put it on and that attended. I think that is kind of, there, there's not a situation that doesn't seem like that will be the case. But... Obviously, it'll be a controversial thing going going forward. What do you think the conversation on Sunday and Monday are going to be about this? I think for a couple of weeks, the the conversation is going to be, oh, let's keep an eye on the spike in and COVID hospitalizations in Tulsa. I think that's what we're going to hear about for a while. Um, beyond that, I don't I don't know what what the conversation is going to be Sunday. Um, he, he's going to say something tonight he always he does every single time yeah yeah although i mean my guess is that it'll be biden stuff yeah like if he if he makes if he makes waves it'll be because he says something like super <laughs> awful about biden which i am expecting yeah. like i think like if you look at the tenor of even the the tv ad not expecting it is joe biden for some reason just because he's you know in a vat of vaseline somewhere and <laughs> until until he cools down enough uh I, I'm really impressed with, I like your explanation of this as kind of like a, a summer music festival. I mean, it is. Like, you walk, I mean, like, the, 
Right now, I have multiple. Um, <laughs> I have multiple uh, 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 wristbands that are uh, neon colored. I've walked by multiple food trucks, and everybody else was in line waiting for a big event, and like they are there for one singular talent. Like it is almost indistinguishable from a summer concert series. It's wild, and 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 the main performer is he's gonna pack and I'll never get used to this going to a Trump rally and you see it's like it's packed dude and they're all there to see one guy I mean he's the president of the United States but you know and but that doesn't happen to everybody no like the president of the United States can't auto draw like you know in value over replacement president like you don't automatically draw 19k like like that is something that is like hard to do in any walk of life Oh, and he does, he's got just as many or sometimes more outside waiting to get in and watching him on these huge screens and just like the party feel at these rallies. It is a vibe. It's, I mean, they do, they do the wave, man. They're like dancing to YMCA in there. Like there's a lot of village people on his playlist. He loves Macho Man. Macho Man is always on it. That's his... Did I tell, did I tell you that, so on the uh, on the episode that I did on Friday, uh, I, I asked the first woman in line about like what she thought about Macho Man being on the Trump playlist, and she said, that is exactly him. He's the only guy that can throw his shoulders back and be the Macho Man. <laughs> that's kind of endearing in a, in a weird way. Yeah, I guess he, that's him. That's Trump. I mean, it's an iconically gay song. I know, that's what I love about it. That's yeah. like... It is so. It is Pride Month. It's that's all he's doing, bro. He's signaling to his gay Trump supporters <laughs> that he's on the team. It's it's a dog whistle. Like, Don't worry, I'll hold Pence back. <laughs> you boys do what you want. Uh, we are ten minutes until the president is set to land. The uh, military contingent here turned on a really loud machine and then turned it off. These are the fun things that happen when you're waiting for the president. Oh, man. Barrel of laughs. Uh, We are getting a few uh, tidbits here as we stand here uh, waiting, and that is one that uh, apparently, from the looks of the uh, rally itself, it looks less than filled uh, 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 pick your narrative either you know this is a failure by Donald Trump to get a bunch of people or it is a very dangerous move or both you know why not mix and match uh, the second is um, that apparently there are police in riot gear this is in addition to the National Guard that's already on uh, on hand in downtown Tulsa uh, there are uh, protests at least scheduled on Facebook to be happening now from anywhere from like three to seven. So uh, we will see. All right, so Air Force One is now circled Tulsa and it is set to land here at any moment. We have no idea. I'll tell you what, Kevin and I were talking. If Trump decides that he wants to talk to the press, we are pretty much the only non-TV people, right? That's right, yeah, it's just us. So, this is a pretty good chance for us. Yeah. I can't think of a question for the life of me. 
Yeah, we were trying to figure it out. I mean, like, the, the newsy question is about Berman. The local question is, like, you know, do you have a message to send to the people that are already in there? Or, like, yeah. um, you know, what do you have to say about critics saying this is a bad idea? Like, you could just team up for that kind of red meat. Yeah. Because they'll just be like, we're doing everything safe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess you'll all find out as it happens. Although 99% chance he just gets on. I mean, like... Very, yeah, very little chance. He's got literally an hour to make it from here to the spot and then get on. But the great thing about him is he's just, he's so impulsive. He could just walk, get off and, you know, ask. I I doubt he will, but uh, it's always good to have a a question in the chamber. Yeah. All right, here it comes. We can see it in the distance here. Air Force One making its way to the tarmac. Secret Service is out on the tarmac waiting. As it comes around the bend, three minutes after uh, we were told it would be here, there she blows. Still waiting, and there he is. Ladies and gentlemen, the 45th President of the United States, Donald Trump, making his way down. His red tie flapping in the breeze. He is now consulting with the visiting, or sorry, the local dignitaries. Trump having an animated but congenial conversation. Hugs and daps all around. Trump gives his salute. Gives a look over to the press closer to there. Gives a wave. Hi. Thumbs up for the press. Into the beast. We definitely watched the president get out of a plane. Uh, Your thoughts, Kevin? He is pumped, man. (laughs) He did seem a little animated. Wow. There was a lot of high fives. There was an animated, like, um... That thing when uh, uh, you're trying to tell a secret, you know, like you hold the hand up to the side of your face. He did one of those to one of the people that were waiting for him. Uh, he definitely made sure that he gave a thumbs up to us at the at, at the press. So, uh, so that's nice. I don't think I've ever had a president give me a thumbs up before. That's a first for me as well. Yeah. yeah. So I have that. Didn't feel awful. Put that on the Wikipedia for me. Uh, <laughs> But there we go. And now everybody is taking off. This has got to be about a, uh, what would you say, 20, 30 vehicle train here? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, Ambulances, uh, police cars. uh, They they got- Highway patrol. Highway patrol, secret service. uh, They've got um, 
the media who are the pool, the media pool in uh, several of the vans. Looks like they're all just going straight to the uh, BOK. There we go. And uh, we will head back downtown. Yep, there we go. Politics. All right, so we are heading back down to the BOK Center. This is the story that is breaking as I talk to you at seven o'clock local time. This is when Trump is scheduled to go on. So we're going to see where people who did not get in are waiting. Uh, here's the interesting thing. So the reports are, and this is confirmed by the Trump team, that outdoor remarks by Pence and Trump are canceled because there were not enough people outside the arena. But as I went through this morning, outside of the arena is also through a, a, a health clearance with temperature checks and masks and hand sanitizer and such. So I'm going back down to that area that I got in last time, but it, it appears as if that's no longer open. So I wonder if there is any place out here with a big video board that is going to play the video from the rally, which is normally a staple for Trump rallies. Meanwhile, there is some Black Lives Matter protesting, although it is fairly sporadic. Couple folks here and there. There's a car with a sign hanging out. By the way, the, the uh, remarks that um, the overflow crowd we're supposed to hear was gonna be on that amphitheater, that little stage that had the live music earlier in this episode. There is a pro-life contingent here that seems to be clashing with a Black Lives Matter. All right, to be totally honest, this is small potatoes. <laughs> but here we are, and this is the interesting part because I'm definitely looking 100, 150 people that are now outside of the gate, and that is closed, but in the past, you would see a video wall where people would be able to see what's happening inside the rally. Uh, in this case, that is, that is not the case. Oh my God. What an I think that very, very clearly, if the Trump team could design this better, they would. Because there are definitely a fair amount of people that would like to be in an overflow area that now are not. I wonder if they knew that that was the case or that these gates would be closed. I certainly did not know that these gates would be closed because I would have thought <laughs> I would go in there because I would, I would want to get near the video wall to watch it with people who uh, 
didn't get in. Now, this, of course, dovetails with the fact that there are less people in the arena than they expected. And some of the credit is going to TikTok teens. Yes, friends, TikTok teens. If this narrative holds, then this might be TikTok's plane landing in the Hudson, Captain Sully or whatever. Like, that was the moment when Twitter realized, oh, we are live news. Live news matters to us. If TikTok is this effective of an organizing force, and it has galvanized an online youth in that kind of way, then this might be a yub-nub moment for them. If the narrative holds, and, and we, will, we will see. I, I mean, God knows how this is going to be spun. But for right now, you got a lot of people that are just waiting for a door that ain't going to open. Excuse me, ma'am. Mind if I uh, interview you for my podcast? You go right ahead. Uh, what's your name? My name is Keiki Shea. And where are you from? Texas. You can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the, these gates are closed to get in. Were okay. you Were you planning on on going into the overflow I just area? Came to see everybody, and if we get in, we get in. Uh, because I, I, I just want President Trump to know that Texas is behind him. You know, I think Tulsa and Texas. There we go. Three T's. Because I, I, I think there's certainly a lot of people out here that, that would at least want to watch right. the speech, right? I agree. I agree. Yes. No screeners. Okay. So we are getting word now. That is definitely not. Open it up. People are making their way back the other way. America. Because they will not get to see the video screen. This is a... This is, this is bad, organizationally. This is not good. You do have a lot of folks. I mean, something like, like that lady. That lady came from Texas. I got to say, I did not think that not getting into the rally was going to be uh, that big of a deal. Because honestly, I figured one of two things were going to happen. Either I would still be able to talk to all these people that were, uh, you know, exci so excited that they would come out here even without the promise of getting into the rally. Um, but secondarily, I figured that there would be, like, some protest clashing. And there's really not. At least nothing particularly organized. Um, some of the Facebook groups for the uh, BLM protests had, you know, 200, 300 people sign up for it. And there certainly are people walking around. There are people with Black Lives Matter uh, t-shirts and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a group of people clashing with the, with the pro-life folks. But, I mean, let's be fair. If you've brought a sandwich board with all of your beliefs on it, then you're probably pretty used to fighting with random people on the street while you have a megaphone in your hand. But... Yeah. To be totally honest, outside here, now that this disappointed group is uh, uh, now not going to get in, I don't know really how much more there is. Politics. So at this point, friends, I'm in a bit of a pickle because 
I had always assumed that my crowning achievement of this day would be watching the Trump speech outdoors on a screen with diehard Trump fans. That's what I assumed was going to be the main course, not only audio-wise, but also in terms of, you know, we, we, that that's the Super Bowl. Everybody else, I'm, I'm interviewing people tailgating, but I want to watch the game with the people that are fans of the teams. And now, that's not a possibility because the organization on this particular rally was not as thought out as it could have been. Not as thought out, I'm telling you. Normally, there is a place where people who feel like they couldn't get into the rally because they didn't have a ticket can watch the speech. And in this setup, there was no screen facing out toward a street that you didn't have to cross the the checkpoints for. So I have... I have to answer the question for myself. What do I do? And I I just went back to the hotel and I I, I watched it there. Um, In terms of the speech itself, before we get into what happens afterward, I actually thought it was a fairly strong Trump speech and, and in part because he was mostly talking, he was mostly giving newer talking points on Biden because he has not talked extensively about Biden uh, in this kind of setting. I mostly found interesting how the language he's using to define Biden and specifically that it is building upon one simple kind of uh, uh, germ. And the germ is, and I've heard him say this a couple times before, that whenever there's a tweet or there's a statement, Trump makes sure to say Biden didn't write that. And initially I kind of found that to be a little like petty, like, all right, yeah, he has professional speech writers. Maybe you should think about utilizing yours a little bit more. But now I get what he's doing because in this speech, he evolved that to be, Biden's not in control. And that's an interesting way to attack him. To say that Biden is not in control. It addresses a few things specifically. Number one, it plays against the internal fear that Trump is not in control. Because you can say Trump is chaotic, but Trump is saying, no, no, no. I know what I'm doing. You might not like it. There might be a lot of people fighting me, but I know what I'm doing, and this is a course I am deliberately taking to make America better. Joe Biden, on the other hand, is somebody that has no idea what he is doing because he was a bureaucrat in the Senate and he just went where the wind blowed for 40 years. And even now more so, and this is where, again, I am predicting that there is going to be some like really, really nasty, pointed mental health stuff from Trump toward Biden. He is saying that Biden isn't mentally fit 
to not get led around by the nose by whomever. And that is where you make the Biden will be dangerously leftist. And Trump made a point to highlight that, that he doesn't think Joe Biden is a crazy leftist. But he does think that Biden is weak-willed or infirmed, and the powerful people in his party are going to want to drag the party ever leftward, and he will be powerless to do anything against it. So in essence, he's not saying that Biden is bad. He's saying that Biden is past his prime, feeble, and that's why he will disappoint you. Which, I mean, you know, Joe Biden will always disappoint you with something he, he said verbatim. And that's also an interesting thing because that's kind of a dog whistle to the progressive left. So I thought it was a fairly strong speech by Trump standards. Predictably, all that gets focused on is, you know, the the the, the, the ad lib about slowing the testing down and uh, uh, Kung flu. Which, I mean, look, these are the things that are going to happen at a Trump rally. If you're, if you're going to take everything 100% seriously, then that's fine. For me, you guys know me, I'm, I'm here to dissect what they are deliberately trying to do. And, and to me, framing of Joe Biden is the most interesting thing that came out of that speech. But once it was done, it was time to go see what there was to see out on the streets, and here is that sound. Politics! The rally has let out, and now everybody's making their way to the streets. We're gonna see what there is to see. Whether or not there's gonna be a protest, a little fracas. We do know there, there we do know that there's been sporadic uh, Black Lives Matter protests, but to be totally honest, like we saw earlier, it seemed to be a little bit weak sauce. Uh, obviously, the event itself was not as packed as at least the Trump organizers expected based on the number of requested tickets. I mean, honestly, I, I don't think that any of those people that came out of that arena are going to fight nobody. Mostly because those people are blissed out. They got exactly what they wanted. In fact, they got a more intimate experience than they would otherwise. We are now back in our same alley, the same alley that we reported on on Friday, same alley that we uh, uh, talked to people when they were locked out earlier, uh, uh, expecting to get in into the overflow area. Uh, there's a man in the street with a motorcycle. He is revving. There is a phalanx of Oklahoma City, sorry, Tulsa cops. Yes. 
saying it's tear gas. I don't see any tear gas. <coughs> well, that is some dispersal shit. <coughs> <coughs> Yeah, there is something in the air. That is some shit get you out of the area. <laughs> well, <laughs> I said I couldn't see it, but I guess I could taste it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, that stings. <coughs> Yeah, that'll sting. I guess they were looking to uh, clear the road. <coughs> they were looking to clear the road. They certainly did that. So I guess, <clears throat> I wonder if this is to get President Trump out. <clears throat> so the protesters have again gathered in front of the cops. Uh, there are now I mean, I, I will say this is not a confrontation between Trump supporters and uh, BLM protesters. This is a confrontation between BLM protesters and the police. There is this guy, there is a guy who's yelling, a Trump protester that is yelling in the middle of the protest. He's now getting booed. But by and large, this is a, a BLM versus police sta uh, stand down right now. Okay, and now uh, the Trump supporter that was yelling in the crowd is now fighting with the crowd. And there are indeed some punches being thrown with one dude who got his way into the crowd. I don't know who started it, but there is definitely now a situation where a Trump guy who was initially yelling at the crowd about how Trump did criminal justice reform, somebody swung on somebody, and I assume he got swung on because he is not getting his ass kicked by everybody around him. And now they're peace, chanting peace. What a heartwarming tale. So now it seems like there's a movement for everybody to march to Greenwood. Greenwood, of course, where we told you on Friday, the historic location of uh, Black Wall Street. And now the Black Lives Matter march is making its way, I guess, to Greenwood. 
now the the Trump guy that got into the fight is now offering to buy people a drink. Now the man is aggressively asking for a hug. We'll see how this works out. Live on the streets of Tulsa. And now things have dispersed. There were no drinks purchased. And everyone left unfulfilled. And that will wrap it up for us today. Uh, uh, again, we, I, I did make it safely back home. COVID test is in another couple hours. And uh, then I will be waiting out here until I get the results. But none of this, none of this would be possible because, spoiler alert, all this costs money, <laughs> including staying in a hotel for an extra week when you're back home a few blocks away from your apartment because you want to be safe about this COVID thing. Costs money. Costs more money now than it did back earlier in, in, in the year because you got to take precautions. But it's possible. It exists because of you guys at TakePoliticsSeriously.com, including our Titanic $10 tier, Adam, Andres, Andrew, Archie, Brad, Brian, Chad, your boy Craig, Kurt, DTNS, Hack5, DL, DLaser, Dustin, Emily, Frozen, uh, WolfGlen99, Herschel, I Poop My Pants, Insert Scoop Name, Jim, J. Milius, Lindsay, Logan, MacBook, Mike, Miranda, Neil, Nick, Nomadic, Olin, and Angela, Paul, Peter, Random, Richard, Robert, Stephen, The Gen, Thor, and Zach. If you want to join their ranks, again, takepoliticsseriously.com. If you want to email me, theyoungamerican at gmail.com is where you go. If you want to follow me on social media, Justin R. Young, you can, uh, I, I will be doing some Twitch streaming here from my, uh, my, my hideout. Uh, so you can go to twitch.tv. Slash Justin R. Young for that. Sign up for the free political newsletter at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Until next time, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying some shows talk about politics. Others, well, they're talking about politics. And there was several big satellite trucks that were attempting to cover politics in Tulsa. But this... This is the only show with the foresight to talk about all Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>